But I don't like large groups of people who have an agenda, no matter how uh, wonderful the agenda sounds. When I meet individuals, I think, do you ever notice you meet an individual and it's like all the all of the potential of humanity is in that person. And you see it and you know it and you feel it. There are exceptions. There are cruel and bad people. But, but most people are just great. But then when they get in groups, even two of them sometimes will say, gee, I like Bob, but you know when he's with Susan, I really don't like him. Three people, four, five, yeah. ten. Now they have armbands, little hats, slogans, pamphlets, and an agenda. People in groups are dangerous. And I don't like fanatics. And so I'm trying to have a little contrast and perspective in how I view these these orthodox these people who tell you this is the new orthodoxy you have to live by this all right welcome back to facts versus rhetoric that was the late great George Carlin speaking of the dangers of groups and that is the topic of the discussion today groups identity politics and really the the dangers of them. You know, identity politics has been it's been getting worse, you know, over the last I'd say 5 to 10 years and then 2020 I feel has really exacerbated this this whole movement because in the absence of religion and community and all the things that were robbed of us during the pandemic and the lockdowns, the the politics becomes your religion because you have nothing else and you and you don't have those checks and balances built in in the community that keep you kind of on the right path. So that's why it's a really big deal. That's why I wanted to talk about it today because it's uh, very dangerous and it's very prevalent to this, the political and social discussions of, I, I, I identify as me, you know, I'm an individual. And if you want to try to drill down and get more detail, you know, whatever details you want in addition to that, I mean, that's unique and specific to me. Right. That's I guess that's the best way I can say it. And I think the problem is if you say I, I identify as insert group name here, that's a problem in, in my opinion. And I think history is uh, is on my side with that one. But what I tell my kids is, you know, your identity is you as an individual. OK, a- any group shouldn't be part of your identity, you know, whether this group reflects a, a hobby, a passion, a belief, a, your profession, you know, whatever it is. It should be the last paragraph of your obituary, right? Not your first one. That doesn't define who you are. And I think today a lot of people are letting whatever group they're a part of, and people can be part of many, is defining them. And it's leading, it's really leading their life. And that's that's an issue. So when I quickly cover the the issues I have with groups, and then we'll move on with our day. The, the number one biggest problem I've identified with groups is, you know, when you're a member of a group and it's your identity, that, it, that crushes your free speech and your ability for critical thinking because you're beholden to the group's orthodoxy, right? And the best example of that today is this whole demonization of people who chose not to get an experimental medical procedure, right? I don't can't remember a point in time where this was ever anyone's business, but it is today. And the members of the, the VAX community have, have been gaslit by their politicians and public health officials and the media to view this as a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Uh, I mean, sidebar, genius move 
by the people in charge. I mean, to get the regular citizens to pressure and oppose unvaccinated people and, and, and almost do their job, genius move in, in tyranny 101 right there. But, you know, since the beginning, when this, when this vaccine came out, I read it and it, say it, it said it may. It may do this. It may do that. It may help you. Okay? So it didn't say it was going to prevent you from getting it or stop you from getting it. So from day one, my question to all my close friends, because you couldn't obviously talk about this with anybody you weren't close with, but my whole question was when I would hear them say the virtuous stuff like, well, I did this for my grandfather, or I did this for so-and-so, I did this for everybody but me, I would politely try to get a little more information. And I would always say like, listen, I... um." I'm having trouble connecting the dots here. But how does my vaccination status affect you in any way? Right? And inevitably, the conversation always went the same way. There would be about 10 minutes of them trying to justify why they did what they did. And I would have to keep circling back to that same question and just say, I get that. That's, I respect that. This is a you decision. I'm not questioning your decision. I'm questioning what you just said of your motivation for it. Because the way I understand it, if it doesn't stop you from getting it or spreading it, I don't see how I factor into your safety. And they would eventually agree with me, which was great. But then something unexpected happened where, you know, so when you're a member of this group, the vaccinated group in this example, You've been led to believe that these people are an issue. They're prolonging this. Life would get back to normal if they would just get on board. And that's how that's your line of thinking that you apply to everybody. And you're no longer talking individual to individual because you can't concede any truths that may go against your narrative for your group. Right. That, that's why it why I said it kind of limits your free speech and your critical thinking, because you have to shut that part of your brain off, do a bunch of mental gymnastics to to make sure the group think is continuing. I just, you know, being seeing this happen is very frustrating because we're not we're not advancing the ball in the right direction. So the, the second big issue I have with the groups is. You know, there, there are no group rights in our Constitution. We have indi- individual rights, and, and, and we have those for a reason because there are too many variables in, in groups, right? There's too many people. There's too many genders. Uh, not genders. <laughs> there's only two. There's, there's just too many variables, and you can belong to more than one group. So there's, there is zero chance that you could have certain rights be able to you know, coincide with what group you're in. It just doesn't work. And that's why they were very conscious about making these individual things because everybody is born with individual rights. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness doesn't get any more easier than that. And if you grant everybody individual rights, you don't need group rights because everyone has a right 
already. So you, it's, it's redundant, it's messy, it doesn't work. So that's, that's the second issue. There's no, there's no group rights. Thirdly, people do crazy shit in the name of their group. And, I mean, go back in history, people change when there's a lot of them together. You know, riots, looting, arson, assault, utter disregard for, for the rule of law. That scares the shit out of me with groups. And to piggyback on that, no one's accountable for a group. So the, these crazy things that have been done in the name of groups, there's no one to hold accountable for that. You know, how, how many people were arrested during the riots of the summer of 2020? You know, who's picking up the tab for all the property damage? So it's, it's very hard because you can't hold anybody accountable. Which I think aids into that people start doing crazy shit because they know they can just blend into the crowd. It's not them. They're not getting up there and saying, hey, my name's so-and-so from so-and-so address. Uh, here's my phone number, and this is, this is why I'm here. That's not what they do, right? They have masks on, right, whatever. But you can't hold anyone accountable. So how is that doing any, any good? And how can you keep score? What's right? What's wrong? Can't do it. Recently, I went to a protest. You might say, geez, Nick, you just said groups are bad. What the hell are you doing at a protest? And I would say these, I'll address that point in a second. But as I'm protesting and advocating for, I don't know, medical freedom, liberty, we were protesting a lot. But a lady came up to us, and I was the first one she arrived at. And her first question out of her mouth was, what agency are you with? What group? What, what is this? And I said, this isn't an agency. This isn't a group. This is a bunch of concerned parents and citizens exercising their right to, to demonstrate in free speech. And she was just, you could tell she was, so taken back by that answer because she was looking for who can I write a letter to who how can I try to cancel who can I try to get you fired like who who do you belong to and we didn't belong to anybody a bunch of people that didn't even know each other were just out there doing their own thing and everyone had a different reason for being there and they would probably tell you that but this lady who was obviously on the other side of the political discussion that we were protesting she didn't even know what to say after that because once there was no group she was just she couldn't get anyone in trouble and she didn't want to you know enter into a good faith debate on the subject i think one of my signs said unmask the kids and she's like started yelling at me about the masks and I said, listen, if you want to wear a mask and you want your kid to wear a mask, go for it. I'm not saying you shouldn't have the right to do that. I'm here because I don't think it's right that these poor kids have to wear a fucking mask all day. That's it. That's all. We can agree to disagree. And she was getting really worked up. And I think the fact that I was being pretty calm pissed her off even more. And finally, I said to her, I said, listen, don't worry about what I'm doing. You need to worry about why you're worried about what I'm doing. And I, I, thought I, I thought I had it. I thought that was going to be like, oh, yeah. And she didn't get it. 
right? It, 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 that did not resonate with her. And at that point, I said, you know what? Conversation's over. You didn't enter this in good faith. So there's no point of talking to you if you're not willing to have a, a, a back and forth. But that's what's happening in our communities. And it's dividing families. It's dividing us as citizens. And when you're divided, you're easily conquered. That's why this is a problem, especially now. Because it has nothing to do with what you want to do for yourself and your family as far as protection from the world. That's, that's a you thing. It's a you problem. You're responsible for that, for you, your, yourself and your family, not anybody else's. Just like I'm responsible for me and my family. But this whole group thing has got everyone thinking they're so righteous and that they're so on the right side of history. They feel like they can do anything. They can say anything. They can act however they want to act. They can be as disrespectful. They can dehumanize. They can do all these things because they, they're they so convinced that their team's right. Because everywhere they look, they've been just reinforced that, hey, you're right. Keep it going. It's still the unvaccinated people's fault. And real quick on the unvaccinated part, I just want to make sure I got this straight. So COVID vaccine mandates are necessary because the protected need to be protected from the unprotected by forcing the unprotected to use the protection that didn't protect the protected. Did I get that right? I mean, what are we doing here, people? But when you're in groupthink, you lack the critical thinking part of your brain to see that this is asinine and you should love and support your neighbor, not hate them because they've made a different choice of personal medicine. Their, their own body, like, holy shit, I can't believe we've, we've gotten this far to where people feel justified that they can tell you what to do with their body. And not to mention, it's an experimental fucking procedure. But you only get thinking like that because of groups. So I guess that's the whole point, right? And that's why I wanted to talk about this, because this country is getting ripped apart. Families are getting ripped apart. Everyone's lives are harder. Because we lost sight of critical thinking and free speech and we've been co-opted by these groups we belong to and that's not who we are. You know, with all the talk of, of, of privilege and all this shit, I think Adam Carolla said it best. He said, my privilege is not having to belong to a group. And that made a lot of sense to me and I think that's where I'm at. I don't have to belong to a group to, to feel accepted or to feel virtuous. I don't need that. I know who I am. I'm happy with who I am. But the biggest advantage of that is I'm able to think for myself. The only lens I'm looking through the world in is my own. My personal experiences, the stuff I've read, the stuff I've learned. Eyeball test, sniff test. I don't have a little sheet of, of talking points that I got to make sure fit into whatever I'm looking at. I'm objective. I'm not saying I'm always right either. But I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong because I do want to be right. I mean, some of these people, they're so convinced they're right, they, they turn it into the, the, they're turning into the people they're ironically trying to demonize. So I just really wanted to start there with groups. I think it's very prevalent in today's discourse. I think it's very important that we remember we're individuals and start acting like it. And I'm going to leave you with an excerpt from George Carlin's book. This is narrated by his brother, so if it kind of sounds like him, that's why. But it's a very, just another follow-up bookend to this thing about groups and the dangers that we face because of it. To my audience, groups repel me because for the sake of group thought, they kill individuality, that wonderful human oneness. 
I'm wide open to individuals, fine with individuals. Individuals are just great. Every individual set of eyes you look into gives you something, whether it's a blank wall or an infinite regress of barbershop mirrors, just as fascinating. People are wonderful one at a time. Each of them has an entire hologram of the universe somewhere within them. But as soon as individuals begin to clump, as soon as they begin to clot, they change. And the larger the group, the more toxic. The more of your beauty as an individual you have to surrender for the sake of group thought. And when you suspend your individual beauty, you also give up a lot of your humanity. You will do things in the name of a group that you would never do on your own. Injuring, hurting, killing, drinking are all part of it because you've lost your identity. Because you now owe your allegiance to this thing that's bigger than you are. And that controls you.